eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm Joey Wagner. He's Derek Piper. We're here with Illinois men's basketball assistant coach Chester Frazier. Chester, how are you, man? Some uh, small great. break. I appreciate the window. I'm great, man. How, how's everything on your end? It's good. Just uh, maybe a, finally a, a minute to catch our breath. The, the off season here, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Not really. But <laughs> so first, let's start, Chester. Back, man. Back at Illinois. What was the first year like for you back here? Back, you know, this place that we know means a lot to you. Oh, it was fun, man. Uh, you know, you know, looking back on it, it was. Uh, a lot of unknowns coming into it with, you know, with coming in and Kofi wasn't sure what he was going to do and, you know, not knowing, you know, what our complete roster would look like, but, you know, um, with him coming back, you know, solidified us as a, I would say a top tier team. And, you know, I thought we were going to be pretty good if he didn't come back, but boy, you know, that's, it's, there, it's hindsight is 2020, but I'm sure glad he came back. <laughs> Chester to win a big 10 title and have that experience as you reflect back on what led to you guys being in a position to do that. And just that accomplishment, what is that? What, how's that permeated in your mind here in the off season that you maybe you had a chance to reflect? Well, you know, the, the sad thing is now you got to go do it again. Uh, but it, you know, reflecting on it, it, you know, it's why I came back. I, I said it from day one, I went to win a big 10 championship and, you know, kept manifesting it, uh, talking about it. And we never let our guys, stop believing that we were going to win one you know we you know it, it looked like hope was lost oh Wisconsin's got Nebraska the last game they're going to no well they're going to lose and we're going to win so that that we just kept that mindset man that we're going to win the league and you know we did it we had the guys talking about in the uh training room before the game they were watching the game on the on the tv and interrupted when Nebraska pulls that off how are you consuming that game what were your emotions like on that day so here's the crazy thing they were, it was that pregame. They they were all huddled up in there watching it, uh, pregame meal. So I walked, I walked in and they were like, no, no, don't jinx it, like type thing. And um, you know, Nebraska was winning. So I walk out and uh I think I don't know who got fouled and they made some free throws at the end. Uh, I wanna say it might have been, it might have ah, I can't remember. They made some they made a free throw and they missed one. And they got the win. And, uh, you know, it was just fun seeing our guys that into it. And then, you know, now it's like, all right, now let's go handle our business. Now that 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 game started off a little shaky, but, we, you know, we found a way to win. 
what was that moment like? I mean, I think of like seeing that picture of you up on top of the ladder. First of all, that was such a crazy environment in there after the win. Like, I, I don't think I've seen it like that before of you. No, never. Um, that place was that, that was that was a phenomenal atmosphere, man. It just you know, our, our fan base had waited so long to to get back to that point. I, I think that was a combination of you know excitement and you know anxiety you know our, our fans celebrated with us and it, it was fun man I'm glad our guys got a chance to experience what was that moment when you were on the ladder you look out literally the floor is just filled with strangers like what what, what kind of went through your mind or what did you reflect back on that it's just like you know for me it's just like finally did it you know finally got got one at Illinois and you know I got two at K-State but no better feeling than getting it at your at your alma mater, man. And I was so happy for our guys because I know how much they went through this year with with the COVID and concussions and you know being sick and you know you know dropping a few games that we probably felt we shouldn't have dropped. It just was you know it was it was a sigh of relief that you know hey we we accomplished the goal. Chester, the team went through a lot during the season, but the staff during the off season leading up to that with a lot of turnover and Brad building an entire new. A three assistants for himself and, and starting with you what was that like in terms of meshing together and just kind of learning from Brad Brad learning from you and that whole group really getting on the same page for that season um for me you know obviously this was my second time you know changing staffs you know I started off at K-State the Virginia Tech and you just try to you know again you try to be a member of the band you know, you don't always have to be the lead singer, but just trying to be a, a member of the band and, and, you know, make us look good. Uh, try to fit in, get in where you fit in and, and add value where you can. And I thought that's what everybody tried to bring to the table. And we, we all just wanted to win. And when everybody's on the same page with winning, it, it, it seems easier than it is. And it's not easy because it was, it was new roles for everybody. You know, I, you know, usually, uh, you know, I'd never been the, defensive coordinator per se I you know always had a lot to do with it but um, never been responsible for every scout as far as you know hey you know we play Tuesday we play Friday and that 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 part of it was a little taxing just you know because I'm I'm a film junkie and I can't sleep before games so that part of it was different for me um, not being able to mentally take a you know a break from the from the scouting piece of it but it's rewarding at the same time. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it helps it, you know, when you're, when you're trying to be a head coach, you can, you know, manipulate and, and do things as you see it, or have you learned it? How, how did you guys as a staff kind of cultivate that trust with one another? Cause I don't know how much you knew any of those guys before you got here. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know any of them. Um, you know, I, I knew of them. I didn't know them, you know, personally, but you know, we, we hit it off. We're, we're good. We got it. We got a tight group, man. Um, you know, you know, I think at the end of the day, man, we, we all know the value of winning um, and, and, you know, we get along. So that's that's the, that's the, we have fun. And that's the that's the, the fun part of it. You talked about obviously wanting to be a head coach. What have you learned from Brad in this last year? and How can you kind of build on that next year? Well, you know, it's, it's two ways to learn it's, it's, you know, and I, and I take bits and pieces of what I've learned from each staff I've been a part of and. You know, some things you like, some things you don't like, and you put it to your your liking and you say, hey, I really appreciate this. What I, what I like last year is, you know, obviously he never let these guys get comfortable. And I, and I think there's a lot to say about that. You know, um, you know, he's always find a way to get more. 
push more, get get more out of the group, uh, improve. And, you know, you, it's easy to get high in college basketball, get really low. And just being, being, you know, he brings it every day in practice. He's got, he's got energy. And for a head coach to have energy every day, um, you know, he, he really can't have a bad day. You know, you know we got to pick him up when he does. But, you know, he usually doesn't have a bad day. He's, he's usually energetic, fiery. He's going to compete every day in practice. So he's going to get the most out of the group because he, he doesn't allow the group to uh, take a day off. We know Brad said that he likes coaches that can challenge him or present new ideas. Did you feel like that as the defensive coordinator, you could bring some things to the table that maybe uh, he hadn't been running or, or just kind of your own ideas on it? Yeah. I mean, we, 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 um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not one to completely rock the boat. You know, I, I obviously had some different ways and opinions on how to, to guard different things. And, you know, we, I, I thought he was very receptive to a lot of the ideas that I had, whether I wanted to switch or top lock a pin down or different things like that. You know, as the season went on, I think he 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 grew a little more comfortable with me being able to manipulate things uh, defensively. Um, you know, there were games where it was, you know, you look at the Penn State game, we switched Kofi, you know, one through five, or we brought him up to the level of a screen. So we were able to, game by game, I thought, you know, put it together and, and figure out how to beat this team. And, you know, we, we figured it out. On that note, I know we do want to talk a little bit more about this past season, but on, on the note of play style and then having a new roster change and doing some different things next year, is there an excitement about the ways you can play next year or just how much that opens up in terms of versatility? Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, you don't want to say too much until you see your team, but I think we, we're, we're, we're going to be a little more athletic. You know, we're bigger on the wings. Uh, we have some speed and athleticism out front. Um, you, you can do some different things, but until you put it all together, it's hard to, hard to say what you can and will do. But, yeah, the, the possibility of it is exciting to be able to do some different things. Uh, from an athletic standpoint, you have more length. You know, you have guys like Coleman and – you know, Ty and RJ and, you know, Terrence that can, they're rangy, they can guard multiple positions. So, I, and I think, you know, and again, we were, we were still top 30 defense last year, uh, you know, but, you know, we were, we were definitely smaller at the guard spot and at the wing spot when you go Trent, Plummer, DeMonte, but those, those guys were old and tough and they, they held their own. So now you, you, you come in the door with six, five, six, six at multiple positions. And I think that's where we, we didn't have that luxury last year. How has the conference changed, if at all, in that way, where that's kind of like that just kind of feels the way this is going with long, switchable athletic wings and it's kind of all over the place? That's just basketball, period. You look at the NBA, uh, you know, there's very few true big guys in the game now that demand the ball and you throw the ball to them. You look at the Celtics with Al Horford sometimes playing the five with Tatum. Brown and uh, Smart out there, so you know the the, the positions are kind of dead in in a way. It's just, just kind of like yeah. guard forward. <laughs> it's like or you're big, so you know just having those interchangeable pieces and and being able to plug and play guys in different spots. It's kind of the name of the game. You look at like Rutgers roster last year with Mulcahy, McConnell, Ron Harper. Those type of builds are kind of what's dominating basketball. Kansas with. Yeah. Albaji, um, Kristen Braun, you know, Jalen Wilson, you know, those type of rosters are, are kind of necessary in today's game. Is there something kind of fun? I mean, you guys kind of know what 
you know, where this is going roster wise, there's something fun about starting to tinker mentally with, with what you might be able to do, what you can do. I mean, it just kind of feels like a, a big change could be coming here. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and again, you know, you can't be afraid of change, you know, that's the biggest thing, but, but again, you gotta, you gotta also make it work. You know, you, you can, you can say in theory what you want to do and, and what you want to, you know, try with this group, but until you actually see it and actually get it on the floor, it's, it's hard to kind of say, well, we want to do this. Well, they ain't here yet. So once we get them here, we'll, we'll kind of figure out how we want to do things. Get a couple of your guys, Jaden Epps, Sincere Harrison, guys you recruited uh, before we dive in on those. But they're going to learn that if they don't know already that you like to jump in and some, some practice drills as you did last year, Trent Frazier, Alfonso Plummer. What was that like? getting back on the court, I guess you weren't an oven last year. You're a lot of State Farm, but getting involved in practice and seeing if you can still go. I mean, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, man, I, I would – it would be times where we weren't – we didn't have enough bodies, so I would jump in on the scout team and, and play. And it just give me a little fun. And, and they like competing against me because I talk a lot of trash. So <laughs> it, it was fun for me, man, just to be able to get back out there and, and know that I'm doing my part in helping us prepare for a game. It, it was nothing more than that for me, just – knowing that I'm helping these guys get ready and, uh, you know, I'm talking my trash and, you know, getting a scout team. Because it's hard to be on a scout team, man. Those guys, it's a thankless job, man, when you go out there and, you know, you got to play defense for 30, 40 straight minutes or you're running the other team sets and you got to remember their plays. So it's it's hard. But, you know, seeing my, you know, I'm 35 out there running around. I ain't even stretched, you know, so <laughs> – being able to give it my all, I think it kind of, you know, showed that, hey, if coach can do it, you know, I'm going to be out here. I'm going to give it everything I got as well. Are you the best trend? trash talker? Yeah. Best trash talker on the team. Ah, Is it you? No, 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 no. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Pajemski, Pajemski, he talked a lot. He talked a lot. Uh, Bello talked a lot. Uh, we had some guys that would talk. We had some talkers on this team. Were you and Trent counting stops against each other? Uh, he, he, he would talk a little bit. He, 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 you know, Trent was more of a, you know, an action guy. He, he just did it. He didn't really need to talk. Cause we, had, we all knew how good Trent was defensively. I, I would, it would be days where I would get in there and try to guard Trent and just say, Hey, you're not scoring today or you know, guard one of the other guys. And, and that, that was, the, that was fun for me. Chester recruiting in the 2022 class and knowing you're going to have some turnover at guard and you, made a big splash with Sincere Harris, with Jaden Epps. What was that like for you coming in, knowing that there was a need at that position, knowing you had a couple of guys, in particular Epps, who you recruited for a long time? Uh, how did you kind of approach that? What was your initial maybe philosophy in trying to add those type of impact pieces? Well, well, um, it, it that was seamless. Um, you know, obviously he, he was – it, it was, he was, he decommitted from Providence. And, um, you know, once he did, reached out, talked about it. You know, I recruited him since ninth grade. I mean, he was, he was on campus at Virginia Tech in ninth grade. So um, we, there, the relationship was there, the trust was there. So that, that was pretty, that was a seamless transition for, for him and for me, knowing that, you know, whether Curbelo was here or not, that, you know, because he's such a versatile kid, he could play a couple positions in the backcourt and he could really score the ball. I thought it was um, it, it, it made sense and it was a no brainer. Just knowing how tough he was, his ability to score, and, and physically ready to play in the Big Ten. And then with sincere, uh -huh. the sincere, it was uh, 
you know, again, a, a relationship thing, knowing him and just watching him on film just reiterated what I already knew, just a, a dynamic, quick, quick twitch guard uh, with length, you know, and something different. I just thought he brought something different to the table as a guy that can create off the bounce, uh, get out on the open floor. You know, obviously his body, we're going to have to, you know, put some weight on him, but you know, a guy that can get from end to end with that kind of speed and elevate at the rim. You know, I thought you look at our league and I always think back to what, what works in our league It's why the Jaden Ivey stand out. The athletic guys in this league tend to stand out. You know, a guy like Bryce McGowan can come in and average the numbers he does as a freshman, even though he's not physically ready, he's more athletic than most players in this league. So, you know, I always, you know, thought if you could get athletic guards that could dribble pass and shoot in this league, you could have success. So that was kind of the, the motto going into it and how I look at recruiting right now. You know, size for position, athleticism, shooting, skill, toughness. You know, you know, you kind of see the trends on some of the kids we're offering is, is, is you know, size, length, shooting, uh, athleticism, you know, all that fit the Big Ten and you can win with those kind of guys. The last time Illinois was really, really good, they had three of them in the backcourt that were really, really good, D, Darren, and Luther. So kind of keeping that mantra, trying to, you know, recruit guys that could, can all play together uh, in that backcourt, but also realizing that now you got to have bigger wings and, you know, piece that all together too. So I went up to Akron and talked to Sincere, and I got in the car. Like you talked about toughness. I got in the car and I text Werner, and I was like, I think this guy might be Chester. Like, I think like his personality, he, he is an intense guy. And it yeah. sounds like Jaden is as well. Like, was that a draw for you? Well, Sincere, you, Sincere plays with that kind of, Sincere's a, I mean, Jaden's a quiet kid by nature. He, he, he's not really a loud mouth kid, but Sincere is going to talk trash. He's going to compete every possession. He's going to dive on the floor. Like he's probably the guy in the class that everybody's kind of uh, underrated. He's more underrated than all of them, in my opinion. But, you know, his talent level and his competitive drive is going to, I think, will, you know, propel him. We want to ask you about, like, just your recruiting philosophy. Like, how did maybe your process shape how you approach recruiting now as a coach? Like, how has that changed? How do you kind of relate to that? I'm, I'm a big relationship guy, man. Um, you know, I like to, and I and I have to see it. I'm, I have to evaluate. I'm not, I'm not big on the internet and, you know, rankings and I, I can't stand that stuff. So I gotta, I gotta see the kids actually play multiple times before I make a decision whether, you know, hey, I want to pursue it. And then once I get to know the character piece and the family, you know, gotta kind of stay in tune with that. It's a total process, man. And it's, it's hard. It's hard because we're in such a, a microwave society. You talk to a kid once and it's well, what are you offering me? Well, I always reply, are you committing today? You know, so like, <laughs> I'm just, just being real. Like, you know, you, you just want the offer so you can post it online, but you know, are you committing? You know, you want me to offer you, but are you taking the commitment? So let's slow down. Let's, let's date each other a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that, that process, I, I like to get to know the kids, the family and, and everybody around it to see if it's a fit. And I always say, you know, in college basketball, you can't keep everyone happy. You, you, it's just impossible. You, you got you got a roster of 11, 12, 13 guys. You're probably going to play, what, eight, nine on a good day? So 10, 11, 12, you better have a great relationship with. They better see the light at the end of the tunnel or we made it easy for these guys to transfer, you know, and that's the, the sad reality of college sports.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chester, you talked about the skill sets of Epps and Harris. So you're going to throw in Sky Clark in that backcourt as well next year. How do you feel like those three fit? And then what is the dynamic like of having three very talented freshman guards coming in in the same class? A lot of opportunity, too, on the table. I, I would say four talented guards. I mean, Ty Rogers is, is you know, can really pass and play make. I mean, so. He's talented. He's skilled enough to be a guard. He, he's, no doubt. He's, I mean, he's got great, He just has good size. He's a utility. But Sky Clark is is just an uber-talented kid. You know, he's been been that way for, for forever, you know, so. You add another guy in with, with size that can make plays and shoot. And again, the whole thought is think about D, Darren, and Luther. I just thought it, you know, when when the last time Illinois made a deep run in the in the tournament, what did they have? They had really dynamic guards. You know, obviously you had Raj and, and James who were skilled and you know, Jack Ingram coming off the bench that could shoot, Rich McBride come off the bench that could shoot you know, a team that was physically tough. So I, we, we thought about all that and you can make it work. You know, you, you, you know, you look at Baylor when they won it. Flagler, the, obviously the pro guys, they had Davion and, uh, you know, Teague with Jared Butler. You, you, had, you better have good guard play if you want to win in March. So, um, you know, we knew we were losing a lot with Plummer, Trent, you know, obviously now Bello, uh, you're losing a lot of talent. So you had to replenish. So, Getting Sky Clark, you know, you get an upper echelon talent as far as, you know, playmaking, scoring, pedigree uh, to add to the mix of guards that we already had. And then you add in Ty Rogers, and now you got RJ. You, 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 you more than have enough, Terrence Shannon, have enough in that backcourt to compete with anybody in the country. You start to have this thing rolling next month for summer workouts and everything. What's important for those freshmen as you kind of think about it in your mind right off the bat to get them acclimated and, and getting heading in the right direction? Well, biggest thing for me is, you know, I want them to be cohesive and not feel like they're they're necessarily competing against each other, but with each other first. Um, you know, to to understand the importance of winning. Nobody's in really in each other's way. You know, just, you know, find a way to come together and be a, a, a unit and be cohesive. And that's why the summer is important to spend time together, to be around each other. But then it's also the work piece of it to understand this is a different speed than high school, um, different physicality than high school. And to get introduced to college basketball uh, competitively, you know, learning to compete, not only when you're just playing against somebody, compete with yourself, come in the gym and shoot, get in the weight room, you know, um, 
talk about nutrition and, and eating right and getting in the, the film room. So just the introductory, you know, one-on-one to college basketball is important for those first four months. I always say the first four months are the most important to any incoming athlete because that's the adjustment period, uh, you know, to college basketball. When we look at what this team was a year ago, we, we talk a lot about what Trent and DeMonte, like they built this really side by side and together. And now you have three guys, four guys coming in. What, what's the importance of just kind of being together and growing together for, for those guys who are all the same age and take some, some tough lessons along the way, but how, how important is that? I would love to be able to keep a group of a, you know, nucleus of guys together two, three years. And, and that's hard in college basketball these days, but um, you look at Kansas, you, you know, Ochai Baji, Kristen Braun, Jalen Wilson, David McCormick, that core nucleus has been together three years, three, maybe four years, you know, with Braun three. So being able to keep those guys three years, I mean, Mitch Lightfoot, 10 years. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just that's, that's how you win. That's how you win in college basketball, man. And I always tell people this, we had talent, but we also had a group of guys that have been through the wars together. Trent, Kofi, Bello, DeMonte, Jake, you know, Coleman coming, you know, being a freshman, seeing how it's done. Um, those guys were veterans. They were seasoned. And, you know, you get those guys, you know, you get them here in June. What they look like in June won't be what they look like in December. They're going to they're gonna get better and better because their talent level is really high. But once the experience meets the talent, they're gonna they're gonna all take off, and they may all take off in different times. We don't know. They may hit a wall at a different time, but you know, collectively, I think if you can get those guys and keep them together, you know, it's a pretty special group. Chester, are you personally glad you didn't play during the transfer portal era? Oh, uh, that's a tricky question. That's a tricky question, man. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you know, you think about. College basketball, man. I mean, shoot, not this is hard. This is hard not only for the coaches but for the players because it's like, you know, the plan may be something for you one day, and then they may take a transfer, and you know, the plan may change. When I played, it was like, all right, we know this guy's coming back, this guy's coming back. All right, we're gonna add this guy. Okay, boom, let's go. Now it's like your team could be different from your freshman year to your sophomore year, sophomore to junior year. You know, you look at you know Frankie Collins. You know, he's like, well, you guys just took a, a grad transfer, a guard, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, this is the new age of college basketball. How do you adjust to that? Like, I mean, what, what's been that process for you? Adjust. I mean, it was, we, we don't have a choice at this point. I mean, you can complain about it, but the same people that complain about it build their rosters through transfer. So, like, you can complain or you can just, you know, go with it. So, at the end of the day, shoot, plumber. Plumber was a transfer. I mean, dude was a 15 point a game score. And you know, I ain't complaining about that one. So we're, we're gonna take them. You know, obviously you're gonna take transfers and just the way you're gonna lose them. So you gotta play the game. This might be an obvious question, but does it make you more selective when you go out and recruit like high school kids? I, mean, I know that when you win, that's another thing. When you're at another level of recruiting, you're already getting a little bit more selective, but also having the possibility of the portal you know, especially in the spring, is that changing things at all? Absolutely. You, you, you think of it like this. Okay. And this is where high school kids are getting hurt. Okay. When it gets to April and you have an unsigned kid, right? 
unless he's an upper echelon unsigned player, you stack him up against any third year, fourth year guy that's averaged 12 points. Every coach in America is going to take that guy that's been in college two, three years. So now you have high major talent that are going to fall to mid-major and low-major schools because every, every high major coach is going to be selective on trying to find that piece in the portal instead of a high school kid that may or may not be ready to come in and compete. So now your recruiting module changes because, again, you got 13 scholarships. You don't know who's transferring, who's staying, who's leaving. At the end of the day, let's say you do have one of your freshmen come in and average 10. You don't think he's going to flirt with the portal maybe? Or let's say a freshman comes in and he's not playing as much as he, he wants. He may leave. So now you may lose. Or if a freshman comes in and average 13, and he, I'm going to the draft. You could lose your whole team in a year. <laughs> So you know, it's hard to say before you could go on the board and say, all right, we know we're going to need a big, a guard. You got to recruit everything these days. And that's the hard part of it is sometimes you may say no to a kid who's a really good player and it's no fault of yours. It's, okay, now you take that really good player, said transfer enters in March. All right, now they're the same position. You're going to turn that kid down? Yeah. And as you just said, I mean, as you're describing this process, probably shouldn't call it off season anymore. I don't know what the right it's, word it's is to call it. Off season with college basketball, man. It's, 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 it's recruiting, it's preseason, it's season, it's conference play, and then it's NCAA tournament. And then it's rinse and repeat. So like, I'm sure our fans, they want us to take every player available. Well, guess what? There's only 200 minutes. So how are you going to keep these kids happy? Yep. You want us to take 12. You can't, you can't take 12 players that expect to play. Think about it. You take 12 yeah. guys, you, that rotation is going to get cut to eight, nine, really short. And then 10, 11, 12 is looking like, well, what's going on? Okay. So this is why you have turnover every year now, because if we've allowed the, the one year transfer to say, okay, well, if you're not going to play me here. I'm going to leave. But now guess what? This is why people are taking transfers because you leave the one time, now you're stuck. So if you're a freshman and you transfer, you better get it right because now you're stuck with this next program for, for until you graduate. So now you're going to be a grad transfer. So now you've transferred twice. You know, but it's the nature of the business. It's funny. You said like, you know, there's high major talent going to mid and low major because guess what? Like those guys feel like they circle back in the portal in they two will. or three years and end up. Trust me, the sales pitch to a, if I'm a mid-major coach, hey, just come come play for me for a year. I'll get you to a high major next year. Yeah. That's <laughs> where a lot of the change feels like to me. Like, that seems like mid-majors, there's a lot of adjustment happening there, it feels like. Oh, but yeah, it's just, it's a, re, it's a revolving door. I'm going to take, if I'm a mid-major coach, I'm going to take your ninth, tenth man at a high major, and he's going to play for me. Well, yeah. guess what? If I'm a high major coach, and your best player transfers, I'm going to take him. So it's yeah. just, we just keep trading players. You know what I mean? I want to circle back real, real quick, Chester, to like, so, so you take this job, like, yeah. how did it end up, like, what expectations, what did you like paint a picture of in your mind? Like, how close was that experience to what you thought it was when you're on the plane in the car coming back to Champaign? Well, that, that, I told you when I when I took the job, I I, I made a goal. I said we're gonna we're gonna win the Big Ten. 
We're going to win the Big Ten. Um, you know, I, I knew we had good enough pieces to do it. Um, you know, obviously when Kofi came back, it's like, we're, we're, we got to win the Big Ten. You know, that's, that. you start mapping it out, you start looking at it, and it's like, we can do it. You know, you look at the, the, the teams in the Big in the Big Ten and, you know, you hit some bumps along the way, but it's like, it's definitely doable. And uh, it went how I thought it would go. Uh, let's say that. It, you know, I, I knew it wouldn't be easy because the Big Ten is never easy. Um, but we we won. We Actually, I some people may not want to really hear this. We overachieved given the circumstances. You talk about losing starters and, you know, productivity and losing Jake at the end of the year like that. You know, we, we had a really good year, all things considered. That seems to be what no one's talking about is losing Jake. Like, he was so important to what you guys did. You have no idea. Uh, you look at the way Houston defended. They hedged every ball sprint. Well, we're picking and popping. And, uh, you know, that's why Luke Goody came in and made some shots. If you have Jake Grandison, you know, ball screening and popping against Houston, who's hedging, he may hit five threes that game. You know, obviously, you know, Coleman got some good looks. I think he went one for four. Luke hit a couple. DeMonte missed a few. You you have Jake, who's our probably our best high-low passer to Kofi, uh, really good decision-maker, veteran. You lost experience, shot-making, and passing all in the same player in a crucial in a, one of the most – so we had to reinvent how we played every time somebody got hurt, and that's – you know, that's why I say, man, we we overachieved, man. You 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 had to figure out how to beat Michigan State without Kofi. <laughs> like you if nobody in their in their mind would say we would have beat Michigan State without Kofi last year. But we just found a way. We just keep finding ways to do it. And then you you had to find a way to incorporate Andre back into the mix. It's it was hard. It, it wasn't easy. You know, we're not making excuses, but you know, I, I think from an outside perspective, I, I thought. We, we overachieved in, in some ways because we, we didn't have any continuity with our team, you know, and that started, you know, obviously with Kofi's suspension and then Cabello's injury and then, you know, Trent messes his showed up and we're playing DeMonte at the point. Uh, Hutch, we're trying to figure it out with him and it, it just was so much jumbled in there and at the end of the day, we found a way. How much personal growth was that for you guys as coaches to reinvent so frequently like that? Oh, we all became better coaches this year, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, we had to, I mean, there were times, you know, shoot, we started RJ against Notre Dame. He, he bangs two threes and we're like, man, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just, every guy just kind of stepped up. I mean, you look at, you know, pods at Northwestern. I mean, everybody had a role in helping us win that Big Ten championship that, you know, uh, Ben Verdonk, a Michigan State game, comes in and gives us a huge lift. Omar, Nebraska, saves us. Those block shots and, and down the stretch saved us. You know, you know, so everybody played their role in helping us win. That's what that's one thing I'm proud of is our guys just kept kept fighting, kept trucking along. Kept fighting has that Big Ten title uh, moniker next to your name. You also have Fisher Price hoop champion of the Fraser. Oh, <laughs> and you got to defend that each and every day. Uh, every how's that day. going? And uh, not letting Cam get any wins, huh? No, I can't. I can't. You know what? He, I let him. I'm not going to say let him. Uh, 
when I know I'm taking it too far, I'll let him, I'll let him win. Cause he's, he's such a bad loser. He's a, he's so competitive. Like uh, the, the other day when I, when I had him on camera, we were going to 10 and, and I, I let it stay close. So it's like nine, nine. And then I score and he flips out. And now I got to bring him back down to reality. And, and he, he just thinks he's not supposed to lose. Like if I steal the ball from him, he gets mad. He wants to fight me. So he, you know, and I'm trying to teach him competitiveness and learn learning, but you know, I'm never going, Hey, if this is how you feel about losing, I'm glad, you know, I don't want you to ever accept losing, but you know, I can't let you win. And I think, you know, we, we play every day, every day I get home, he wants to play and, and we do a jump ball. He throws the ball in the air and we play one-on-one on official prices. How cool is that? Cause like basketball has meant so much to you. It's allowed so much now to see your son take an interest. Like how cool is that? It's cool, man. I mean, um, during the year, some get some Saturdays, I would go to his little basketball games at the YMCA. Um, you know, and he scores his first points. I get it on film. It, it's cool, man. And now he's at the age now where I feel like I can start bringing him around practice and, and workouts and he'll sit still. And, and, you know, so I'm going to start bringing him to the gym a little bit more, but, you know, it's a family thing, man, because we put so much time into this job, uh, probably a little bit more than we do with our family. So to be able to to bring him into it, it, it for me, it's going to be great. So we, we've given guys. Piper's – we, we gave Piper's kid a five-star already. We, we've honored him. He's <laughs> a five-star. We'll figure it out from there. Do you want us to start your son at a three-star, or do you want us to, to, no to give him that five-star? I don't want him to have any stars. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't care what he was ranked, man. I, I, I hope he's never ranked in his life. I just want him to work hard, compete. Because you know what, man? You you look at – I want you guys – this is a, a, a challenge to you guys. I want you guys to go back last year. Go back last year and study the top 150, Okay. And I'm, I'm really challenging you. I want you guys to really do the homework. I want you to look at the average minutes per game for the guys in the, in the 150 that walked into college and played. I want you to look at the average total minutes per game that they play. Obviously, the top 10 is the top 10. Go look and see how many freshmen actually impact the college basketball this year. That's a, that's yeah. a big challenge for y'all. I got you. One of these days, Cam's going to meet you for that uh... – that toss up at center court, throw you the, the Chester Fraser shoulder. I hope so, man. I got to get him tougher. My son, my son's from Champaign. Like he's from Manhattan, Kansas, Champaign. Like he's never felt what it's like to be in Baltimore. He, he's from. He, he lives a good life, man. He lives too good of a life. I got to take him home, <laughs> let him play with his cousins, and and feel a little bit of a struggle every now and then. There you go. Mm-hmm. The last thing for me, Chester, is what, this is obviously you met your wife here, right? And to let your kids in on, on Champagne and to have them share this experience of this town, this campus, like what, what is that like for you? It's cool, man. I mean, you know, we're so busy. Uh, you know, I, I don't even think that we've, we've had a chance to really be in the community as much as I would like to be. Uh, you know, obviously my wife, you know, does an amazing job with our kids and, you know, I couldn't do it without her, you know, just the hours we put in, but um, it's fun, man. I mean, just, just knowing this where I went to school, you know, mommy and daddy graduated from here. It's a big part of our, you know, why they're here to be honest. So um, it's cool. It's cool. It goes full circle, man. When we first got here, we did a photo shoot on the quad and, you know, just so many memories and it's like, you know, 
now I feel old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I got here at like 19. I'm I'm 36. And it only it felt like yesterday I was just playing here. So it, it, it goes full circle. I'll let Joey close this out, but appreciate the time, Chester. Thanks for being gracious with it and uh good talking to you as always. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Chester. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. All right, Pecker, how does Werner close these? Something about like, subscribe, uh, to take care of each other? Yeah, like take care of each other, out. like, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you guys for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. We'll have more on Illinois' busy offseason at IlliniInquirer.com. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com.